So first things first this morning, if uh, you are wondering whether our leadership has made a mistake in appointing me uh, the assignment of uh, honoring moms here on Mother's Day, uh, the short answer is yes, absolutely. Um, we, we have a vision this year of leveraging these uh, more family-oriented uh, Sundays, you know, Thanksgiving and Family Day, Mother's Day, days like this, um, to just celebrate the different aspects of the gift that we've been given in our families and, and as a church family. And so I've been entrusted with the responsibility of honoring moms this morning. And I, uh, I got to admit, I am not exactly uh, our team's shining star when it comes to this, uh, at least after the stunt that I tried to pull last year. Um, once in a while, you need to know, uh, once in a while, Mother's Day also falls on the same day as my wedding anniversary. Uh, Becky and I were married on May the 12th, and last year uh, was one of those, you know, double whammy kind of, kind of days. And so I had the added pressure of honoring Becky as my wife and not just helping our kids honor Becky as a, as a mom. And uh, as if that wasn't challenging enough, the real wrinkle got thrown in when, um, when my beloved Toronto Maple Leafs uh, had made the, uh, the playoffs. And uh, that might not seem like a big deal to you, but uh, there are a few of us in the crowd who know that that only happens like every decade or so. It had been nine years since the Leafs were in the playoffs. And, and, and specifically on Mother's Day, on this, it was Sunday, May, May the 12th, um, it, it was actually... It, it was game six of, of their, their series against the Boston Bruins. It was like a, a, a do-or-die elimination game, really, really big game. And I, you know, I know what you're thinking, that, that Mother's Day and, and, and especially my anniversary, like they only come around once a year. And, and I know that, and I know, I know that's important. Um, but you got to appreciate this, this. This happens only like every 10 years. And... And so I wasn't really sure what to do, and, and you'll be happy to know that I, I finally, finally defaulted to Becky instead of like trying to make up some excuse and go and watch that game with the guys. I, I finally defaulted to, to do what Becky wanted to do. And so uh, I brought some evidence just to, just to verify how we spent Mother's Day and our anniversary in 2013. So you can take a look here. And uh, this, is, this is how we reconciled the problem uh, as a family, saying... Uh, you know she's a keeper, and and uh, and thank you, mom, and and all that. And I, 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 I confess that knowing that uh, across all of our locations this morning, um, really outside of Bre Brenda Doddridge in Welland, uh, I've pretty much nullified all of my credibility to speak intelligently about what it takes to, to honor moms, and 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 so we're just going to have to deal with that today, um, admitting that when it comes to, to honoring moms, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, the funny thing, though, is there's a very real sense that when you get to the place of being able to say, I don't get it, that you actually are on the cusp of what it takes to offer legitimate honor in all kinds of realms in our world. And, and that actually is the idea that I want us to camp out on this morning, this Mother's Day 2014. What it takes to precipitate honor and how this I don't get it kind of attitude, this, this 
posture that admits you don't get it um, can actually trigger a, a real good degree of honor in, in all kinds of areas of our lives. And so we want to think, first of all, about moms. And, and uh, there was actually a, a video over the last month or so that uh, has gone viral in uh, social media land uh, that was hashtagged around the, the phrase, world's toughest job. And so to launch into this today, I just want us to, to check this out. Take a look and then we'll, uh, we'll unpack it on the back end. Check this out. Isn't that a fantastic video? No surprise why it went viral, uh, is there? Because of the way that it was able to capture the honor that is due to moms. Now stop and think for a moment um, how that video did that, how, how it created that kind of honor. Now, what, it, what it did was actually triggered, you know, through this secret job application, it, it triggered this dynamic where people had no idea what they were talking about, what this, what this job involved, who could possibly do this job, how inhumane, how borderline illegal, how impossible it, it would be to perform this job. And then comes the punchline that that's, that's what moms are all about. And by triggering this posture in people, this, this acknowledgement that they didn't get it, they were actually able to trigger honor Towards moms. And that's what I want us to camp out on today. See, most of the time, um, you know, we, we tend to relate to people on more of an even playing field, even more of an even playing field than we, than we ought to. You know, we'll, we'll watch the hockey playoffs, and if Sidney Crosby hasn't scored a goal, you know, we'll start to criticize him, or a provincial election will get called, and, you know, we'll immediately start to kind of espouse our wisdom on how to run the province. And, and in that, in doing that, we're kind of sharing from the posture that, you know, we could play hockey like that. Or, you know, we could run a province like that. It's called armchair quarterbacking. And, and even though we don't really mean it, we, we, we communicate out of this posture like we're at the same level or same capacity as those kinds of people. And it's actually only through a video like that. It's only when we're able to create this gap in capacity. When we're able to appreciate that we actually have no concept of what it would take. That we have no idea of the demands that are involved. And we admit that there's no way that we would be able to fulfill those demands. Only when we can get to the place where we can concede that we just don't get it. That honor is able to be Triggered because humility precedes honor. Humility precedes honor. And I believe that that's one of the greatest gifts that moms can give us in helping us not only relate to them better, but to relate to God better. See, most of the time uh, on Mother's Day, uh, kind of Sunday mornings, what we tend to do is reflect on um, the attributes of moms and how they reveal the attributes 
of God, which certainly is a valuable conversation. Uh, that can be kind of theologically confusing uh, for some of us because throughout the Bible, God refers to himself as a heavenly father. And I don't totally know why, whether it was just kind of a cultural thing as the Bible was being written. Uh, it's one of those head scratchers that we'll have to ask God about at the end of our, our lives. But what, what God is clear about in the scriptures all the way back to the beginning of Genesis, is that when God first created humanity, it says male and female, he created them in his image. Meaning every attribute of women and of mothers is equally a reflection of the heart and nature of character of God as are attributes of men. And so in environments like this, we'll tend to focus on the tenderness and the gentleness and the sensitivity and the compassion that females and mothers disproportionately can display. And just as a bit of a timeout, I'll say that oftentimes when we do that, not only can it trigger some good sentiment about our moms, but in sometimes admittedly, it can trigger um, some hurtful sentiment and some pain with people who have lost a mom or who miss their mom or who never had a great relationship with their mom or who were abused by their mom or have never been able to be a mom and really wish that they could. And if that's you today, um, I hope that those attributes of our perfect spiritual parent can be real to you in a special way, especially when we're trying to raise the profile of mothers in ways that may trigger a raised profile of pain in you. But I feel like um, on mornings like this, were we just to acknowledge the attributes of moms, that may recognize moms, that may appreciate moms, but it doesn't necessarily go to honoring moms because of what we're learning from things like that video. And, and it's only when we consider mom's capacity, not just their characteristics, but their capacity, and actually try to imagine what it would take to bear that all-consuming, 24-7, relentless kind of responsibility that we can get to that posture of really saying, you know, we don't, we don't get it. We could never do that. And find ourselves in that place of humility that can precede honor. And that's not only true when it comes to moms, that's true in other relationships, and ultimately it's true in our relationship with God. Look at, for example, what it says in Isaiah chapter 29. God says there to his people, you turn things upside down as if the potter were thought to be like the clay. Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, you did not make me? Can the pot say to the potter, you know nothing? So what God is doing here is he's speaking to his people, um, speaking into a behavior or a posture that is dishonoring to him. And he's using a metaphor here that's found in other parts of scripture, uh, the metaphor, the image of a potter and a clay pot. And it's meant to image or be a metaphor for the relationship or the dynamic between God and people. God as the creator and humanity as the created. God as the potter, humans as the pot, as the, as the clay. 
What he's saying here is that something's off and what's dishonoring them is that the pot is actually positioning themselves to act like the potter or to speak into the potter or to suggest that they have intelligible contributions to make to the potter. And the pot is actually kind of re-ranking themselves with the potter and in so doing, The pot, humanity, is dishonoring the potter. Humanity is dishonoring God by reversing that chasm. Take a look on the other hand, though, at what it says in Psalm chapter 8. In verse 3, it says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you've set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You see what's going on in this dynamic? This time the pot is taking a step back. And reflecting on what it would be like to be the potter. Reflecting on the responsibilities and the tasks that you know, the, the, the potter bears. And imagining what it would take to rise the sun every day. To shine the moon at night. To to put the stars in place. And the pot is just blown away. And instead of reversing that chasm. Where the pot behaves and assumes the posture of the potter. The pot is taking a step back. And only elevating that chasm. Saying I don't get it. I couldn't imagine it. I could never do that. You're blowing my mind. You're unbelievable. I honor you. Because that's what honor takes. There's a humility that precedes honor. There's a concession or a confession that you just don't get it. That's required to honor God. Now you might think, you know, who in their right mind would, you know, live any differently? Who, who would actually think that they could play the role of God, that they could speak intelligently to what God is up to throughout the universe, that they could actually take the posture or the position of God and play the role of God in their lives. Who who could do that? You want to know who does that? Me. And you. And all of us throughout history, all the time. In fact, it was the very first thing that Adam and Eve did pretty much once God had left them to their own devices uh, in creation. They ran into this serpent The enemy of God, as the story describes, the serpent manipulated Adam and Eve into believing that they knew better than God. And they ate that, as the story goes, they ate that forbidden fruit and sin entered the world. And ever since then, people have been doing the very same thing. And every choice that you and I make to deviate from God's design, every time in our finances and in our priorities... And in our sexual activity, you know, the, the, the things that we aspire to, our life ambitions, the degree to which we engage in the values that God values, the, the way we prioritize the life of faith, our fullness of devotion, all of those choices. Whenever we put ourselves in the driver's seat, whenever we assume that we know better than what God through the person of Jesus or through his word in the Bible says, whenever we think that we know best, we're actually playing that role of God in our lives. We're actually assuming that posture where the pot knows better than the potter. 
I think what moms can teach us and what honoring moms on Mother's Day can teach us is not so much just appreciating moms for their attributes, for their characteristics, but actually like the world's toughest job video did, taking a step back and reflecting on what it takes to be a mom and the timeless, incessant, 24-hour, unrelenting, unforgiving, un paying, thankless job that it is to create that kind of gap where we can acknowledge we don't get it and gain the posture of humility that precedes honor in a way that can teach us how to honor God as well. Humility precedes honor. And if you want to honor God, let alone honor moms, you need to just acknowledge that you don't, you don't get it. A couple of years ago uh, in our family, Becky had the kids at a routine doctor's appointment and had reported uh, some uh, kind of intermittent but fairly intense tummy aches uh, in our middle child. And uh, as the doctor reviewed her notes, she realized that Becky had been reporting those tummy aches for some time now. And so she uh, prescribed some... Uh, follow up some more investigative testing that ultimately led to a diagnosis in our uh, second son, Simon, of what's called celiac disease. Celiac disease, um, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's an autoimmune disorder of the small intestine um, due to a, a reaction, kind of a negative reaction, to a substance found in wheat called gluten. And I guess the the kind of the prescription or the, the treatment of celiac disease, not that you ever treat it. It's a chronic disease that people have to deal with their entire life. Um, but you treat it through uh, a wheat-free or more specifically a, a gluten-free diet. And a few years ago, Simon got diagnosed with this. And so obviously, uh, Becky had to launch into the kind of typical mother kind of care and demonstrated those attributes of TLC and sensitivity and gentleness and compassion and care as Simon absorbed that diagnosis and absorbed the implications that he would have to deal with for the rest of his life. But in our household, just that, that little diagnosis um, meant so much more. Because if you have celiac disease and you have to prescribe to a gluten-free diet, uh, not only do you have to eat gluten-free, you have to stay away from other gluten environments lest you be contaminated through the cross-contamination of the other food. And so Becky actually had to do a complete overhaul of our entire kitchen, not just our, uh, like our bread products and figure out, you know, how to cook all over again and learn all new recipes and, you know, figure out how to grocery shop for a gluten-free household. But like she had to get all new pots and pans and like knife boards and cutting boards and all kinds of things to completely decontaminate our house from gluten. And this was just a major overhaul. And even two years later, you know, we're, we're, we're in a much better groove these days, but, you know, barely a day goes by where it isn't on her radar. And there isn't some birthday party where she's got to figure out where to get a different kind of pizza or a, you know, a celebration at school where she's got to kind of match the cupcake to the cupcakes that are going to be 
broad and it just is a constant burden of constant attention that she's had to bear all because one of our kids reported some tummy aches. And you wonder, you know, for me as a dad, what, what, how does it affect me? Um, I guess it affects me in that my addiction to bread gets curbed a little bit, at least while I'm at home. But it's not a huge responsibility that I have to wear outside of keeping Simon away from Tim Hortons at hockey tournaments. This is something that pretty much is all-encompassingly on her shoulders. And one of those overwhelming responsibilities that in our house, a mom bears. And the best that I can do is just to say, I don't get it. And to take that posture of humility and just honor her for it. And moms out there, that's why we're honoring you today. Because of that kind of tirelessness, that, that kind of relentlessness, that kind of 24-7 burden that you bear that turns every little tummy ache into a complete life overhaul. You know, we, we honor you today because of that kind of capacity that you demonstrate in that hashtag world's toughest job. But more importantly, that's, that's how we honor you today. We don't honor you by giving you the golf clap and telling you that you do a great job, presuming that if we bore that responsibility, we could do that job too. Instead, we wonder why a union hasn't come in and you know, tried to change things. We wonder how someone could do something like that with no pay. We wonder who in the right mind would assume a job like that only to realize that billions of people do every day because that director of operations is called moms. And we just get blown away by it. We say, you know what? We don't even have the capacity to imagine it. We don't get it. But we honor you for it. And if we can get to that place where we can honor moms that way. I truly believe that we can get to the place where we can honor God that way too. Where we can appreciate the difference in his capacity, in his responsibility, in his role as creator, as sustainer, as saver, as forgiver, as leader, as redeemer, and as restorer. And we can say, I don't get it. Like it says in Psalm 89 verse eight, we can just be blown away and say, who is like you, Lord God Almighty? You, Lord, are mighty. And your faithfulness surrounds you. Humility precedes honor. So in humility, acknowledging we don't get it. Moms, we honor you on this Mother's Day. And we thank you for what you teach us. Not just about what God is like but the way that you teach us about what it takes, not just to honor you, but to honor our spiritual heavenly parent. Let's pray together. God in heaven, we are particularly thankful today for the gift of moms all over the world. And I pray that each of us uh, would have uh, that kind of overwhelming humility 
uh, that the participants in that video had when they truly grasped the all-consuming, overwhelming nature of motherhood. And I pray that we'd be in a place where we can just flat out honor them today. Not presume that we know what it takes, but acknowledge that we just don't. And I also pray, God, that we could learn uh, to relate to you better that way. That as our spiritual parent, as the potter, that we as the clay pots can just worship and adore you because you are so beyond anything we could ever imagine or think. And I pray that in us today, you would stir up by your spirit a new kind of humility that can not only honor moms, but honor you in a much fuller, healthier way and be people who honor one another and honor others to a much greater degree. Help this Mother's Day to be one of honor by your spiritual strength. We love you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.